And then, uh, and then we uh, and then cut to this is, this is an improv thing. It's sure, yeah, I get you. Get from one wipe. scene to a different one. Uh-huh. No, no, wiping is different. Wiping is when you get rid of the whole scene. Cutting to is like, a, like let's say we're in a milk bar. Mm, love this milk. How's it going? Oh, I'm the milk man. Oh, where Reggie? I, I, I do declare I, I like this milk. We cut to uh, the milkman's home where his wife is just sobbing with a gun in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> he loves milk more than he loves me. <laughs> Because I can't produce milk. <laughs> Isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> and then we wipe the scene because we're done with that. Yeah, no, I understand the wipe now. Gonna get the hell out of here and create a pressure atmosphere. But the consequence is clear. There's a furnace set on high and the yearning undefined. But it's time to turn the tide. It's social. It's another podcast. How we doing, crew? Welcome back to Brief Interviews of Hideous Men. I'm your host, Jez Watts. Uh, yeah, good to be here for another week. I, um, I, this is again uh, a day late, a dollar short, um, but uh, I'm uh, I'm heading off to Melbourne and Sydney for uh, for a run of gigs uh, starting tomorrow. So, uh, so my apologies uh, that has gotten in the way, uh, but you know. It's an alright podcast. Uh, it's 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 pretty good. It's a it's a real strip back. It's just me, Glenn, and Rory, just hanging out, shooting the breeze. We tried to record one with uh, the uh, the MC that we had, like who was like uh, visiting Andrew Portelli, uh, but uh, it was bad. It was a real, real bad, bad time. Uh, and then uh, I looked really sad while everyone left. And uh, Rory and Glenn took pity on me, and so we, we hung out and, and recorded a second podcast. And this one is a good one. Uh, so uh, yeah, we we talk about um, a bit about uh, about uh, Daredevil. Uh, we talk a little bit about how I have done some horrific things that Daredevil might appreciate or not appreciate, uh, and uh, uh, you know just a, a few bits and pieces and, and, and whatnot. Uh, yeah, this is just a chat. To hang out, it's a whatever. Uh, anyway, guys, um, that's pretty much going to be the whole intro. I, um, if you are interested, if you are in Perth, uh, we are doing a pro show this Sunday at the Flytrap in Fremantle. There's uh, three like touring killers on the lineup, and uh, and three at Perth's best. So that is a show well worth seeing. Go to the Infinite Jest website, uh, infinitejest.com dot au to get tickets and obviously every monday we are at the flying scotsman i will be over east for the next uh three weeks so uh you know if you do come to the show uh you uh perhaps are in for a, a better quality lineup um but uh if you're over east um come and come and check me out you can uh find me on on all the social medias at uh infinite jazz uh so uh you can find out what my uh my dates at those various things anyway without further ado here is the episode episode 12 is it 12 i think it's episode 12 episode 12 you can be a racist slur Away from me, child. 
I got 30 cents in my goddamn bank account right now. I ain't gonna worry shit about that. My girlfriend gets paid tomorrow at like 6 p.m. and I'll just be like, hey, babe. Can you, can you give me a fifty bucks? She's like, yeah, sure, baby. I love you. We share our money, and it's not like a. Do you actually share your money? Yeah, we share. Like, I get paid by Centrelink uh, one week, and we use that money to like support us for that week. Mm-hmm. And she gets paid and does pays all the bills in the house and all that stuff uh, the next week because she's a real job. And uh, she uh, just like yeah, we just share stuff. It's like how me Man, and Kane. H- how much is Rory actually becoming like me? Like this is a really sad future for him. How dare you? First of all, I used to do a Kane. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, just because me, a neuroscientist with my master's in uh, fish, fish, fish blinding. Yeah, fish blinding. Fuck, man. I remember that you had to kill so many fish. Apparently. I had to murder a bunch of fish. Yeah, yeah. I had to blind a bunch of fish, and then later I had to kill them, and then I had to slice them up into itty bitty little pieces. Why do you blind them first? They're just like for fun. Just yeah, just yeah. Look at me. Look at me, funny. But, like, I mean, you know, like, they told me I had to blind them, so I, I blinded them. But, like, it didn't feel good. It felt bad. Does I it, didn't enjoy it. Did it make you more comfortable killing them knowing that they were blind and couldn't see what was coming? Did that did that sort of ease you into it? Or did that make you feel worse because then they'd be more scared because they were blind? Here's, had not been born blind, but being made blind by he, you. Yeah, here's the thing. I felt, I definitely felt worse. Because um, the thing is, not only did I blind them, but then like I, you know, like I put the, I popped the eye like back in their socket after I like, crushed the optic nerve, Whoa! and then I put them back in to swim around, and then they had like a week to almost start to see again. And at that point, then I was like, all right, now you're dead. And it's like it's like I, they almost like saw the light, so to speak, mm-hmm. again. And then I would just took it away from them. So you crushed their optic nerve, and then they. They almost managed to see again. Yep. Is that re- from your? They can, no, that's 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 what we're trying to work out how like to get humans to do. Jez, you're okay. a villain in a fucking. No, I'm a I'm, Meng- no, I'm yeah, Mengele no. for the fish. Mm-hmm. Jez, you're yeah, a villain in a in a fucking Marvel Netflix series. Like when they're like, oh, it's Netflix. We can go as gross as we want. That's you. You you pulled out their eyes and crushed their optic nerve. It's fucked up, man. And then put it back in. That's science. Science. And is the whole all time, fucked up. and the whole time you're talking to Daredevil, telling them. I'm, I'm gonna find out a way to cure people's blindness. But I was lying. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I that. was never mm. planning it's to like do it. Daredevil finally gets his sight kind of back, and then Wilson Fisk just crushes his optic nerve. <laughs> <laughs> he goes back to having to use his senses again. Then he almost sees the light. He almost gets back, and then the villain just crushes optic nerve again. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. "I'm gonna crush your optic nerve because I'm a weird guy." <laughs> yeah, exactly. And for some saying. reason, they have to explain my backstory, even though. I'm just a guy who is just a big mobster. What is his backstory? Uh, that his dad was mean to him. Oh, yeah, that's right. His dad was mean. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. Well, that's that's fair enough, though. Fucking, oh, excellent villain. In that oh, story. no, for oh, sure. Vincent D'Onofrio so has been great in every so role good. he's ever played. Like, as, like going back to, like, Full Metal Jacket, when he was, like, the dude who blew his, head out, blew, blew his brains out and shit. Like, man, Vincent D'Onofrio is amazing. Best Law and Order? Best Law and Order was Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, I Criminal Intent, that. bro. Criminal yeah. Intent. Do you think of Criminal Intent when he blew his brains out in that movie? I, well, I, is that a crime? Is, uh, is that a crime to kill yourself? Crime of passion. Can't. I've <laughs> 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 uh, realized, like, Marvel fucking, like, their Netflix series, they kind of suck of villains. Like, I mean, they Wait, like, no, I like the no, villains. No, 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 what I'm saying, like, they have these really strong villains. Yeah. And then they go into their backstory, which is like, well, their parents are mean to them. Well, and then they kill him off. That's that's the that's the true crime is neglect. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you you want someone that's that's just a piece of shit and has always been a piece of shit or you without want, without any sympathetic 
values. No, but like spoilers for uh, for uh, Luke Cage. Uh, this will be coming out. Uh, I don't know, seven months later. Uh, anyway, um, well, I have uh, right now it, it's I have uh, to listen because I'm on this fucking podcast, right? Right now it's the summer of '69. Um, and boy, am I getting it! Woo! Oh! Yeah, we uh, kind of did a high five. I was going to put the mic up to it, but there was no point. It didn't yeah. make much noise. No, Glenn's hands are so callous, and like they're like. They're the hands he's of had a, a hard life. He's had a really hard life. Yeah, that's why he's uh he's gonna kill me when I uh when I finally. Yeah, that's, that's my backstory. <laughs> yeah, that's your backstory. Yeah, Marvel's gonna explain his backstory. He's gonna flash back, and his dad'll be like, "Then you suck," and then cut back, and then like a uh, next scene, it'll be him getting killed probably, because that's what Marvel does. They explain a villain's backstory, make you like, "Oh, I kind of get it now," and then they just fucking get rid of him. You know? Yeah, but. That's that's we sympathize with his with with losing him because we got backstory. That's why if he just disappeared, we wouldn't give a shit. That's no, I, the magic of Marvel. No, you know, I mean, like, I think they just realized, like, oh well, we kind of just blew our wad, and this one guy is a really good villain, and we don't have plans for him because what's what they're gonna do? Daredevil doesn't get him. <laughs> Daredevil's like, well, I beat you up, Wilson Fisk. And now I'm gonna beat you up again, and I'm gonna. I'm not going to call the police. Oh, I'm going to call the police. Oh, my phone's dead. you lucky this time, Wilson Fisk, who I know the name of. <laughs> it's me, Daredevil. This is my voice, even though I sound very attractive. Wait, you don't think he's attractive? I think he's, I think he's a fucking, he's a goddamn perfect 10. <laughs> All right, then. Yeah, like, I was, like for, for a blind guy. What do you think, what do you think about Foggy as a character? Fuck is alright, you know? Because I, mean, like, I find... I found him really annoying, and then I found him okay. But, like, I never liked him. Uh, I liked him, because, like, he's, like, the most human character. But then again, he's too human. Everyone's a human. It's no, not... No, no, like, he's the most human character. Like, he reacts like a human does. Like, fucking... The, like, the, like, the girl they hire... The secretary? She, yeah, the secretary. Which, by the way, Daredevil. Not very progressive. Uh, <laughs> like, when they hire a... She fucking like goes like becomes like a super spy and like does all this bullshit. Like you just wait. I don't. I don't remember any super spy stuff. What super spy? She she like got beat up and and then stole like, all these documents. Uh, I mean, she stole documents this... from the place she worked at. Like she 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 dealt with documents. Yeah, and then she did it again and again and again and like just kind of like and she did, like all this lawyer stuff. And I bet Daredevil was really pissed about that. Like I hired her to be my secretary, and here she is fucking going off doing cases by herself. Like I'm sorry. I need you to sort out these bananas that people are giving me for payment. Now he's not progressive, Rory. No, because like her job. Women is can do anything. Yeah, but guess what? I want women to do like the job they were hired for. Like Foggy, fucking, he's great because like people are like gonna beat him up, and he's like, I don't want to get beat up. Meanwhile, other people are like, I'm gonna take a stand. Daredevil taught me how to do this, but like Foggy's too real at some point, and it's like, fucking, who cares, Foggy? Just be fake for once, you know. <laughs> if, if you hire someone to be your secretary. And then they go out doing all this uh, secret spy shit. Mm-hmm. You come back and you're like, "Look, I've got like ten missed calls. <laughs> uh, where were you?" So like, oh, I was out doing spy stuff. Look, I'm paying you to be my secretary. Who's who's going to answer the phone? Like, it's cool that you want to do this stuff, but I'm kind of paying you to answer the phone. Like, that'd be really annoying. Yeah, no, that's actually like, a fair uh, point. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm arguing around. Do your job. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's Wait, fair. Women are what's wrong with Daredevil. Yeah, I think it's fair that I she gets seventy percent of the screen time that, uh, that Daredevil gets out of his hundred. It's like, like Foggy does his lawyer stuff. That's that's cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what he gets paid for. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's uh, been hired to be Daredevil, a lawyer, which is good because he's so unfuckable. Well, no, 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 Foggy uh, fucks though. Foggy fucks more than anyone in the show. He fucks one chick really. 
Oh, yeah, like his ex? Kind of. I mean, I think they kind of get back together a little bit. Oh, yeah, because he's into the secretary and then she's in love with Daredevil. Spoilers. I wish we were talking about this, like, not months after I'd fucking seen it. Because I'm struggling to fucking remember. Oh, okay. Basically, there's this blind guy. So there's and, this like, kid, right? Matt Murdock. Cut no, to I know, I know, ring. but I'm I'm imagining this blonde chick. And I'm like, no, that was Jessica Jones. I'm like, oh fuck, was she's not blonde. Not Jessica her. Jones was is not the, blonde the at series. all. There was a blonde chick in. Is there a blonde chick in Jessica Jones? Yes. Oh my god, it's probably the same chick. Uh, the, her friend. All right. Oh, uh, Rachel. I don't know. I haven't seen these shows for ages. Like, yeah, we are. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Whoa! I've waited too long to discuss these fucking shows. I'm sorry, okay, well, was, uh, well, let's discuss something you just watched recently. Oh, uh, Do you remember the Snorks? <laughs> oh man! Like, oh, you want to talk about that? Oh, oh there was man, a guy in that Fred show. Well, like, how oh, weird is it? Like, how weird is it that Gargamel wants to eat the Smurfs? That's like that's like fucking horrific stuff for children. I thought he like, wanted to turn them into gold somehow. I did. I'm pretty sure he wants to eat them. I did. Does he wants to eat gold? He wants to eat gold. Yeah, what a fucking weirdo. He's Jewish. Yeah, he's a uh, okay. Well, I, I, when I said yeah, I was uh, I was just uh, no. You agreed. I was glossing over it. No, no. Anti-Semitism. He's a. Uh, <laughs> We're uh, all anti-Semites here, glad and proud. What's a Semite? Uh, Jew. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. I, I was wondering, like, what's if it's anti-Semite? It's like a Semite just Hang being on, like is, is Jew a racial slur? No, it's not. It's, it's, I mean, I guess it's how you say it. Technical name. Jew is how you say it. Like, right. can be racist it's or just, not. It's just how you say it. Yeah. So, it like, means, say it. Jew. Yeah, that's not. A, that's, that's the that's good way. And then, what's the negative way? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, you got it. That, 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 it's all in the pronunciation, racist, man. But I love that word. It's all, it sounds. It is so a, fun to say. It is a really fun is. word. It is a fun word. It really is fun. It's their fault. We've talked about a lot of racist, fun words. Yeah, can on I get a one fucking podcast? This is, where we don't no, have a racial term. But like, it's, it's, is the the theory of the hard K being funny? Oh and yeah! Got oh the, yeah! It's the, two. The K, it's two. Just the two Ks. The, the, just the kite. It's, it's just the. Just need one more. One. Oh, it's fun. Yeah, actually, uh, I learned about the fear of the hard K uh, in uh, in radio school. Apparently, if you just say words with K in it, people would be like, "Fuck, it's funny as hell, man." That's yeah. why in my uh, my set tonight, I made sure not to say a single K word <laughs> 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 to prove that without it, even without saying K, I was a. Uh, Still not funny enough. So, yeah, you did a set tonight. You know, whatever. You're up and down. People are. Everyone's up and down. I've been well, up it was. And down it was. A lot lately. It wasn't. A, well, it happens. But like, yeah, you. It wasn't a great set. But, but then um, you got me. how much? How much notice did you have before you got like, um, like, like fucking prison ganged into doing an improv scene later on the night? Uh, you know how Sonny came up on stage when I was on when I sat down. I like, started dancing on stage and pretending to be me or something. Right. Yeah. Uh, Alicia like came up to me during the thing. It's like. Right, I haven't got the jokes planned, right? So what I want to do is, I want to, like, can you do what Sonny did to me? I'm doing way too much, like, David Attenborough, like... No, but it, <laughs> no I like no, it. I, I like this. Yeah, I pick it this up. is a great uh, character. Just, no, like, could you do what, like, what, like, what Sonny did? Can you go on stage and... Well, I'll wait, well, what do you mean specifically, Alicia? Like, you know, um... Uh, that's a great Roy impression, by the way. Uh, you know, yeah. like, you know how... I, I'm going to sit down I, with the audience. I'm dabbing, yeah. I'm going to sit down with the audience and, uh... And then you get up on stage and do what Sonny did, you know, dance Wait, around. what do you mean what Sonny did? How he, how during your set, he danced around on stage. So you, you know? just want me to dance? Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then we, uh, and then we cut to, this is, this is an improv thing. Sure, yeah, it's I you. It's you go from one wipe. scene to a different one. Uh-huh. No, no, wiping is different. Wiping is when you get rid of a whole scene. Cutting to is like, uh, like, let's say we're in a milk bar. 
Mmm, love this milk. How's it going? Ooh, I'm the milkman. Ooh. Well, Ooh. Reggie, I, I, I do declare I, I, I like this milk. We cut to uh, the milkman's home where his wife is just sobbing with a gun in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> he loves milk more than he loves me. <laughs> it's because I'm burned. Because I can't produce milk. <laughs> Isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> And then we wipe the scene because we're done of that. Yeah, no, I understand the wipe now. Yeah, good. Uh, anyway, I was trying. So to... yeah, so you got asked to to dance, but then you got just like roped into doing like uh, a then group improv. Let me scene. cut to uh, walking down. She's like, Roy, do you think uh, actually towards here? Uh, <laughs> what if like a, what if uh, what if I um she's not British, but she sounds like it. No, no, I, I can see that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, you get to hear it. Anyway, uh, you know, Roy, what if, what if I got tour and we did like an improv thing on stage? Wouldn't that be wouldn't that be jolly good, huh? That'd be jolly good. She does say jolly good a lot. Yeah, she does. And she is always drinking a big cup of tea and wearing that big old stovepipe hat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I did appear behind her one night. Uh, In during... a dream? No. Uh, she was at a theatre and I appeared behind her and I said six times I ran and I shot her in the back of her head. And because uh, you're wearing a stovepipe hat and I realised it's not a British thing. That's what Abe Lincoln wore. Oh, is that a stovepipe? I don't even know what the hat type is. Kinda, like I'm not up on hats. Oh, really? You're a hat guy? I'm not a hat guy. Huh. I've got a tiny head, right? My head is really small, and so like 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 regular size hats look like oversized on me, and so I would need custom hats if I wanted to be a hat guy. And I'm not gonna go buy custom hats. I've already got a custom jacket. That's enough. Now, I noticed the jacket's kind of falling apart. Button fell off. Did that happened recently. Yeah, it happened. It happened while I was on on Rotnest uh, yesterday. Oh no! Yes. Oh. Yeah, I took I took my girlfriend to to Rotness yesterday because I've been there like three years now, uh, playing with cute quackers and like also doing like savage amounts of drugs and and things. <coughs> and uh, yeah, like like every year I'd come back and be like, oh, the quackers are so cute, and she would just look sad. And so I was like, you know what, baby, we're going to Rotness, and you're paying. And she was very excited. Uh, did you take her to the um, to the place where uh, the ashes was? I did. And did you go there and like pray the memorial for where uh, where you died that night? <laughs> on stage? I uh, yeah, I, I glossed over uh, some details about mm. Rotterfest this last Rotterfest, but yeah, obviously I had a really rough set that that night. Mm. Uh, people were throwing balls at me, um, and uh, it's very hard to come back from someone throwing a bunch of balls at you while you're on stage yeah yeah uh, I, I i say this all the time i said it tonight even to myself multiple people uh you can blame the crowd you know the number one rule of uh, comedy is you can't blame the crowd but uh whoever said that uh is a fucking dumb piece of shit that <laughs> smells, smell his own farts and like doesn't know how hard it is on stage it's really how- hard sometimes yeah what what about me it isn't fair. That was seeing Shed and Noel outside, and I want my share. <laughs> Man, fucking... I gotta say, though, you had a, you had a rough on Rotten Ass, because you were an English crowd. You had a real English crowd. Well, it's th- no, it's the thing. I mean, like, uh, the, <laughs> the, the only... Yeah, <laughs> the only set I did like, on Rotten Ass was, like, the end of the festival... There's nothing but drunk people. Like, like it was, it was fucking rough. Like, mm. well before I got on stage, like it was bad enough that like the like guy who put it together, uh, what's the fucking name, Dan, Dan Willis, Dan Willis, yeah, yeah Dan, Hellman. like Dan, yeah, Dan Hellman. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Dan came up to me. He was like, you know, wanted a spot, and I was like, yeah, cool, I'll do it. Um, and then he came up to me a little bit later, like a few minutes later. And he was like, just you know, 
just do five. Like it was like normally like seven minute spots, and I was like, yeah, that's fine. And, and then I came, know how much you hate. Five. And then he came out to be yeah. So, uh, people who listen to the intro, which they fucking should of the podcast, no, I hate fives. Uh, then he came out to me a few minutes more later, and he was just like, just real, real tight five. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And then he walked away, and he came back another few minutes later, just before I went on. He went like, if you want to go less, it's fine. Like he knew it was going to be terrible, uh, and he was right. Um, but yeah, the thing that we should probably mention is the sick burn, uh, that you made on me. Do you want to say it? Do you want to say the burn? It was kind of a collaborative effort between me and Glenn, really. Uh, uh, I'm sure Glenn appreciates <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, well, because like, uh, Dan said to both of us, is like, which one of you wants to be on? And I was like, well, Jez has been fucking complaining about not performing this whole fucking time. The only <laughs> way he's possibly not going to go on about this forever is if he has the spot. So I said, I have the spot. So then I thought, you know we'll watch and then uh, I don't know I just want to throw that out there <laughs> you're welcome yes alright we both we'll got throw, off it just, you're welcome yeah thanks buddy <laughs> thanks you fucking friend it was, to just me. Like, it was just watching you on stage having shit thrown at you and I was just like oh that could have been me <laughs> <laughs> holy shit I'm so, you know. can I ask this like in your head did you think like well if I did that it would be fine I don't know we, we have very different styles that's true. And it's like, you, you can't tell, really. And it's like, if people were throwing shit at me, I, I don't know how I would... Like, I probably would have fucking glassed them out. <laughs> I think if I had glassed them, it would have been a better reaction than I had. Which was, I think, to beg them to let me finish a joke that I was sure was funny. <laughs> like, I was like, no, guys, really, really, this next one's going to be funny. Stop throwing but balls also because, at me. Yeah, that was the day. Oh. Like, I was hungover all day. So I would have been on stage, and I was so fucked by that point, I would have just not given a shit. Yeah. And if they had started, but maybe that's a good thing. If like, they had started giving care. me stuff shit while I was on stage, when I was like that, I would have just been like, right, you can't fuck off, like, right now. So it's probably, that's why, you know, it's a good thing you went on, because I was not, I was not Ugh. in the state to be fucking, I just wanted to curl up and die, I didn't want to be on stage. But yeah, so anyway, back to the, back to the yeah, Speaking burn. of curling up and dying. Back to the uh, sick burn. Me and Rory watching your set. Yep. <laughs> and I think I, I mentioned something to you about uh, comparing Jez's performance to Hiroshima. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Then we sort of built on it. Yeah, yeah. It was a. It was like a. I think I can't remember specifically because it was a while ago. Uh, for you, it was only yesterday because you just went to Rodnest. Yeah, I re- I, and also I relive this every morning when I yeah. wake up. <laughs> yeah, you, you went to Rodnest and have like. I wake up and I just scream, ah! <laughs> they have a scroll on the wall, like on the memorial as well. <laughs> just one name, Jez Watts, and the second one, his career. Oh. Uh, anyway, uh, I think it was like a. You bombed so hard that, uh, that generations from now, uh, people are going to go into that room and see the shadows of the audience. Burn uh, on the wall. Burn on the wall, just from the uh, radiation of how hard you bombed. Mm-hmm. Basically, something along those lines. Yeah, that was that was. I think that was my take, and you were something like, "Oh, this is why they call it the bunker, oh, because it's bombing or something like that." Oh, I didn't even hear that part. Oh, uh, uh, I think that was kind of an. But so premise. the thing that I really loved though was because I didn't even know this. Right, mm. all that happened was I I came off stage and I was very sad. And I sat and I like kind of hugged Glenn for a minute. And then uh, I saw like a notification on my phone. And so I put it on my phone. Oh, a notification on Facebook. I'll, I'll look at Facebook to, to get like a little bit of like, reprieve from, from how bad I feel right now. I'll just look at some funny things. And I was like, oh, I've been tagged in something. And it's like, Rory, I had asked like take a photo of me before I went up on stage. Where I was just like, oh, I want to have a photo at Rotofest. And uh, then I looked. And so Rory had posted uh, pictures from me on stage. And then there was just like.
like there was one of me like coming on stage another of me just like later on during the set another one later on during the set and then the final one was just a shadow burnt on the wall at Hiroshima uh, and it was just a beautiful like time course where it's just like yeah okay, might be okay not doing so well doing worse and just like the most savage bomb ever and I was so proud of, of both of you guys yeah I mean I think, <laughs> I think it, it would have got more likes if people I mean, like, if people knew what it was but I had actually looked up something to do with that yeah. uh, because of something I saw on Facebook like a, f- a week or so before. So I, I actually learned about how people's shadows were burnt on this walls. This is the thing. I but, had to go and explain it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I showed it to probably 30 people. But like, and every one of them, I showed them and then I had to explain the joke yeah, but like, for it if, to hit. If you get it, like the joke oh, is perfect. It's beautiful. right? But I only really... It's beautiful, but you need all I, the information. Yeah, because I'd looked it up before and yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. wow, that's... That's savage, you know, like the nuclear blast burnt their shadows into a wall. Like, yeah. Wow, we got to use that as a euphemism for jazz. Like, <laughs> fuck you guys, by the way. Fuck you guys. No, I know, but um, you know. Yeah, the, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, obviously it was a bad, bad night for me. I'd also had to watch uh, Comedians vs. Rappers twice that day, so it was really oh, three, was, it, was was th- it was three genocides for me. Mm. Um, but like, later on that night, like, I, was, I was on a bunch of mushrooms, and I ran into Dan Willis, and, he, and I didn't even bring it up, but he came up to me drunk as shit, and he's just like, Jazz, 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 you know what? Was your fault, man? It wasn't your fault, and, and like, yeah, I, know I know I didn't know. mean and it. And then he was like, "No, it's not your fault." And you're like, "I know it's not my fault." And he's like, "It's not your fault." <laughs> and I started and you, crying, yeah. and like he just held me. And then uh, later on, like I took a, a, a job, like um, for like doing advanced mathematics, like finally, finally, like living out the only skill that I really have because it's yeah. not it's clearly not comedy. I yeah, and, uh, and then you quit that, that job. That that's from. <laughs> You haven't seen that film? No. I haven't oh, seen it. Either, I, I, I get it because I've seen so many fucking people do it. Yeah, of but course. I haven't actually it's seen the, it. It's not I your fault thing, it's classic. Yeah. I just, it's, it's, uh, that's that's not your fault, reference. Rory. No, it's not your I fault. Know, it's, it's not, not my fault. Rory. <laughs> I know. It's, it's not, not your my, fault. <laughs> I know it's not my fault. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Shut this guy up. Come on. Why doesn't the crowd love me? I say funny things. I know we're not going to release the first part of this, but I just want to do a callback to it. Rory, what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> My problem is that I care too much. You do. You do care. You care about bits. Mm-hmm. And that's why we love you, Rory yeah, Rachel. Yeah, I care about making podcasts funny. Uh, oh, man. Oops, Daisy. Uh, can you give me... Can someone Can someone give me a lift to the station after this? Yeah. Okay, cool. I've well, gone... can. I okay. can't drive. No, you can. No. No, you'll be fine. <laughs> I've gotten very good about uh, about being able to ask people for stuff now uh, since I joined comedy more. Like very recently, because uh, Manfred kept giving me lifts to Mandra, which is fucking insane. That's an hour wow. drive from here. Yeah, fuck off, really. Yeah, Manfred's that direction though. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Also, how fucking great is it hanging out with Manfred just having chats? It's so weird because it's like I feel like. I you need like to get over this whole thing of, like, comedians are not your friends. Like, you do comedy now. No, no, no. You're on a very successful us, podcast. You've hung out with all of us to know enough to know that we're all just fucking pieces of shit. That yeah, none of us are worthwhile at all. Like, we're, not, we're, we're all nobodies. Some of us less, less bodies. Yeah, I know, nobody. but, like, like think about it. Jez, you had, like, a, a basically sold-out fringe show almost. <laughs> basically sold-out, yes, almost. Yes, yeah, that's yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, first time I was kind of fucked up. Like... Glenn, you're the face of like the nasty show. Like this is like small town, like small time bullshit. But it's still more than I've ever done. You were on the radio, but 
on fucking TAFE radio. Boom radio. Boom yeah. radio. A max bro. of like 40 listeners. Yeah, and then we upgraded <laughs> our thing. And you know what? We still didn't reach that max multiple times. <laughs> yeah, but you know how fucking nervous I was to be on radio? Yeah, I know. We, uh, we didn't invite like, you back because I was like, he's yeah. really nervous. And he I did, really yeah, I did well. hear that you were the, the worst guest, the worst comedian guest they'd had. Uh, how do you feel about that, Glenn? Uh, don't really give a shit because I didn't want to do it in the first place. So, like yeah. all your sets. Well, yeah, but yeah. like fucking anyway. Uh, I've got like I mean, well, when I say it's weird just talking to Mandarin, it's like I'm listening to a podcast. You know why? Because it's like high level, or because you feel like you shouldn't be in the conversation? Because no, like, probably because he just talks. Mandarin does talk like like but, a lot. Like, Mandarin is I'll, the reason that we started recording this podcast. I, I, I got to say, just while to my like. I, I said he, he talks for fucking like hours. We, it's good. But I, it's, no, it's I want to listen to it. Good fucking chat. No, for sure. Like, I've the been dude like, is oh, super. We're interesting. gonna go home. Like, oh, we'll all just walk to our car. And he'll be like, oh, hang on a minute. I had a thought. We'd just be standing in the fucking car park for like an hour, hour and a half, freezing our fucking ass off. But it's like I want to go home so bad. I'm so tired, but I want to. Oh yeah, see how this conversation yeah, yeah, goes. Yeah, we had such a good fucking. We had talk. loads of nights where we were both standing like in the cold, being like, we got to work at four a.m. Yeah, just being like, well, we can't leave. This is all no, good, he's good stuff. Fucking like, oh man, like it's a conf- oh, well, conversation. It's, 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 actually, it's, it's kind of ironic. Like he's very barely ever been on this podcast. But the only reason this podcast exists is because we had so many nights with Manfred where I was like, people need to listen to this shit, and now he never does it. Yeah, so like you either ask him a question, so and he would sort of oh, ju- you ask him a question, and he'll go off like one of those wind up monkeys and just keep going. Yeah, for or, sure. He'll press you for shit, and then you'll be talking to him, and you'll be like, "Oh man, he's yeah, the, of, yeah." There'll be things working that you, all the shit out of things me. that you've never like consciously thought about, yeah. but like has subconsciously been processing. Like you just be like, "No, yeah, I have these these fully developed thoughts oh, that I've never really gets like, you deep sometimes, oh, man." Dude, fuck, man. Love that like, guy. He said to me, uh, "I don't think I've ever said this on a podcast before," but he was <laughs> like, I, "I was talking about comedy and how it wasn't really going that well. I wasn't really happy with it and stuff." And he was like, "Hey, man, like, do you think you're funny?" And I said, "Oh." I don't, I don't know, not not really, I guess, but that's probably like my, my self-esteem and shit. It's like, no, no, if you saw someone on stage doing what you were saying on stage, would you find that funny? And I'm like, well, I don't know, pro- prob- probably not. And it's just like, well, why the fuck aren't you doing what you think is funny? Like, just do what you think is funny on stage and you're going to have more fun and all this shit. And I just went home and I was just like, what the fuck am I doing? What have I been doing for the last three years? I don't even know. It's just from this shitty little When was this? When did this happen? Uh, a couple of months ago, probably after Jest. Did you write different material after that? or It certainly made me think about shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like am, I, am I, like, am I doing shit just to sort of cater for what I think the audience wants? For is, sure. Is that the sort of shit that I would want to see? Like, if I was thinking, like, if I ever saw myself on stage, I probably wouldn't enjoy that. Why don't I do what I enjoy? I think some of the over. things that you do, you would enjoy, and some of the things you do, you wouldn't. And I, I think know. most of what you wouldn't enjoy is, like, what what you would call, like, your pro set, right? But just, like, uh, no, I, I, I'm so sick of that set. No, that's what I mean. You and wouldn't I enjoy... Like I'm phoning it in. Yeah, you wouldn't enjoy your pro no, set. No, no, no. I, I, but, like, the newer stuff you do, like, like, like the stuff that's more, like, like, like sort of maybe interesting world-building stuff, like, uh, don't, don't you like well, that, I, or do you not like that? I really like, like, really fucked sad shit. Yeah. Like, I think that's hilarious. Um, and that's why you're the face of the Nazi show. And all that sort of stuff. And, like, fucking filthy, all that Trademark pending. sort of stuff. Like, de- just depressing, filthy comedy is what I think is really funny. For sure. But obviously, it doesn't go that well, and I want to do well. So it's kind of like, I've got to do a bit of a mix sometimes. Mm-hmm. 
but it was just that just that question where we were just like do you, do you think you're funny and would would you think you were funny if you saw yourself on stage it was kind of a really think ex- you're funny it was a ex- I think existential I'm hilarious. sort of fucking oh man so I, it fucked me. It fucked. It no, really fucked me. That, I think no, just that, that's about what Manfred is all over, right? Like super insightful uh, questions, and then uh, and then he just he leads you down a garden path of your own thoughts. Yeah, it's, it was kind of just it's one so of those. Fun. It's one of those. I want to throw everything I have away and just fucking do what Manfred's inspiring me to do. But then you don't really know what it is, like, right? At that you've moment. got to decide so that yourself, you're right? Stuck between I hate what I'm doing and I don't know what it is I want to do, right? And it's just like, oh fucking love you Manfred but you put me in a fucking crossroads right now and I'm just instead of picking a direction I'm plowing through the middle yeah that's why it's hard that's why it's weird for me to uh, take a car back with Manfred because uh, cause he says all this smart comedy bullshit like, like bullshit like you know got me into like got, he got me like into doing improv training basically mm-hmm. and like makes like he talks to me about like what like do I think I'm like able to do sketches and all that stuff and like all that and I'm a I'm a fucking idiot baby when it comes to comedy, like... And life in general. Well, yeah, but I mean, like... You've, you've got worms, so... I had worms once in this podcast. Any... Uh, like... And Manfred, he's, like, telling me all this shit, and he's, like, he's speaking to me like like we're on the same level, and that's nice. That's the other thing about Manfred, yeah, like, he's totally accept- accepting, uh, and, 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 yeah, he makes you feel like you're the same level as he because he's been doing comedy for 10 years that he's been doing comedy me. for a decade like like improv plus stand up more or less for a decade uh, Glenn and I have been doing it what three years you've been doing it about a year uh, but like for Manfred in conversation you have been doing it for a year now how long have you been doing it about three years really you know <laughs> you've been around it for three years yeah, I, did, um, I did a set three years ago so um, did you actually do a set three years ago yeah at a, at a after dark uh, did pretty good uh, and then uh, the next after dark set I uh, got cheered back on stage by yeah Paul. I think we've, we've covered this in the past yeah, yeah I, just uh, wanna, I, I love bringing it up but I hate bringing it up because Tor seems so cut by it hey, she's Tor, not happy to hear it hey, Tor, if you're for somebody that heckles so much like she should not be offended when it comes up look is that Tor, one that I am said I don't know, probably. Yeah, that probably was. I don't fucking know. Anyway, uh, Todd, if you ever listen to this, uh, you are the person who got me to not drink while doing comedy. Uh, so, you know, feel good about yourself doing that, I guess. <laughs> Todd won't listen to this. Okay, well. <laughs> that's why I think women shouldn't be in comedy. They should be in higher political powers, you know? They should be leading this country. And and doing, like, secret spy shit for Daredevil. If it's their fucking job, yeah, Jez. Jeez, we already went through this. No, I'm just saying women can do whatever they want. Yeah, if she's hired to do secret spy shit, then that's cool. But otherwise, their their company. All right, well, I'm just saying maybe they should hire her for that. Maybe maybe like Daredevil and Foggy, that piece of shit, shouldn't like reinforce the existing roles for women in society and the legal profession, huh? Okay, maybe so, that. So, okay, so Mick Mara is another example of that. Hired his wife as a secretary. Why didn't he hire her as a secret spy or a lawyer? All right, so huh? so so Daredevil, huh? so Daredevil and Foggy, huh? so Daredevil and Foggy can hire a man to be their secretary to break the social boundaries. Exactly, they've just got three male main characters on a fucking show. No, then you also got the secret spy person. Yeah, but then why would she be involved in it at all if she's not employed with them? Because so Daredevil employed. has someone to fall in love with. Duh, Foggy. that's what women are it's for. Two thousand sixteen. Ah, uh, that's fair. Pushing True. those boundaries, True. man. Love is blind. Hey! Oh, that's the that's the tagline for this for this season. That's beautiful. You know, for a guy who's like, you know, the man about fear, which has nothing to do with what I'm about to say, he fucks a lot of different people. Like, 
He's afraid of commitment. Man without sight. Huh? Yeah, yeah. The man about fear of the misses getting him. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh yeah, yeah. You hear in the new season, Daredevil's going to be using his uh, his new weapon, a ball and chain. <laughs> oh man, this is not my podcast. Uh, the Netflix <laughs> one, I still haven't recorded. Uh, anyway, fucking like he should. If he's a good guy, but why is he like he's fucking the 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 nurse girl who suddenly became a character in like every Netflix series that Marvel's come out with, uh, and he's fucking like. Wait, Daredevil's fucking the nurse. I don't think so. Did he have sex with the nurse? No, I, they had like a like a will they won't they. Then they didn't do anything. I'm pretty sure they willed one night, and then then she was like, I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't feel like it that much anymore. And then she went off to uh, maybe date Luke Cage, I guess. After everyone that Luke Cage loves uh, dies, oh well, uh, we'll get this right. He's a uh, bulletproof. Yeah. By the way, I uh, Glenn Blockier is. I don't like that the one fucking weakness they can find in the Luke Cage TV series. The whole point of him being is that he's bulletproof. No, and his his weakness is another bullet. A no, his weakness is not. His weakness is not like a strong bullet. His weakness is the people around him are vulnerable. That's his weakness. That's Luke Cage all over, man. Yeah, but I mean, he's a strong black man. But the problem is, even though he can't be harmed, I know he got shot by the bullet a couple times, whatever. That's fine, whatever. But his real weakness is the people around him can be hurt, and like he has to. He has to, like, he can't be everywhere at once. He can't protect everybody. That's the weakness. The weakness is the black community and how they are, they are disenfranchised by the, by the man. And, and, and God damn it, we, we, black lives matter. Anyway, uh, I think it's fucked up. They had a whole scene. They had a whole scene in that, like, in, like, the show where, like, one of them was explained to another one, like, if he can't be shot, drown him. Set him on fire. Do anything. And then, then their solution is, what if he had a really strong bullet? That's actually a very fair point. That didn't come yeah. back at all. Uh, yeah, yeah. I really thought they were going to drown him and it was going to be like Unbreakable where I was just like, oh yeah, he could just be drowned. Of yeah. course. And I was actually really sad that they didn't just like dump him in a bucket of water or something. Mm. Like, can Luke Cage not be tased? Like, like why is everyone's go-to reaction to shoot Luke Cage when there's one thing that everyone knows about him is like, oh, he's bulletproof. He's always walking around. Yeah, that's about... Because they, they made a special point of how expensive that bullet was. Mm. It was like, oh, this is like a really rare bullet. Like, it's made of like, like alien metals and shit. And so it's going to like bankrupt you to get like three of them. And yeah, that's a really fair point. Fire. Yeah. Anything to kill Luke Cage. I mean, they dropped a building on him. And he seems kind of slowed down a bit, you know? So, two buildings. That's your solution. Mm. What if they just, like... What if they just, you know... Stabbed him in the eye or something? <laughs> eyes are soft. What if they made him drink poison? Huh? He's, they can drink stuff. Ah, uh, Luke Cage doesn't drink. No, nah, he's... Straight edge. Ah, uh, true, true. That's why his body is uh, so cut like a diamond. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all these straight edges Same, on. same as you. Mm. Uh, no, Jez is, uh, uh, actually, we use pop filters to uh, get rid of the uh, the uh, muffling. Anyway. Uh, so we got about five minutes. Um, hey, Glenn, I know you're rolling a cigarette, but uh, yeah, I yeah. just talking about uh, Luke Cage's job and the other jobs. Um, hey, Glenn, uh, you used to have the worst job ever. 
where at some point when you called in sick, a guy nearly died doing the job you would be doing. Uh, you've told me about that in private. I want you to tell me on the podcast. He was a bullet tester. They would shoot bullets That's out right. He, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, There's one called a Judas. How terrible was Nick Marrow's premise tonight about <laughs> what if my kid was named Judas and, I'd, and we'd call him Jesus Killer for short. That's not a premise. Uh, no, it's a premise. It's just there should be a joke that comes with it. Jesus Christ, how can you be like, we would call, yeah, and then he, he was screaming at his, like, his baby in the bit about, like, you deserve it, you deserve it, it's a baby that you made, it doesn't deserve to be called Jesus Killer. Uh, it's because it killed his fun, basically, but also, oh, I, see. I mean, the part about him yelling at his fridge for a very, very, very long time. I mean, that was the best thing he did tonight. Yeah, but he did two things tonight. <laughs> he, yelled at, he yelled at a baby and he yelled at a fridge. Alright, so. I can't wait till he starts yelling at people. <laughs> That's. When he finds his footing, he's going to kill. <laughs> uh, so, Glenn, tell me about, tell me about that job. Uh, so, that specific incident was... Um, like, what was, the, what was the job in general first? Uh, so, I was a fitter machinist, and I won't mention any names in case I ever need to go back there. Sure, <laughs> yeah, comedy's not going to pan out. out. But, uh, Let's yeah, there was, say, there's, there's one thing where I um, I had booked a trip to England, and I'd booked, my, booked some time off. And um, they'd forgotten that I booked it, so they they uh, scheduled me to do this job. And what it was, it was this big empty cylinder, and it had like these big, uh, I don't know, you guys know about hydraulic cylinders or whatever, but <laughs> oh, loads! It's like inside the fucking metal thing where the the piston and shit goes. It's like all the the cylinder was all scratched and gouged out from all the dirt and shit that's got inside it. So basically, they were going to like weld it up and then sort of bore it so it was all smooth again. All right. So rather than make so basically they fill it and then just like like bore yeah, it out again. Uh, yeah, uh, rather than make, make it make a whole new one because it was a big fucking thing. Okay. And uh, they were going to have a guy like you know, to get in and weld it because it was like a confined space, but basically uh, wrap a rope around him so if he can't get out, sort of just like help him pull him out and stuff. Mm. And there's like to bore it is this kind of like I don't know like oil or kerosene kind of I don't know exactly what the fucking fluids were. It's uh, to um. I don't know, it just had this stuff on it where it was boring it out and it was using that as a lube. And uh, I come back from my holiday I, after I was like, they were like, oh, you're going to be working on this. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going away for like four weeks. Like, I've, I've already booked this off. And they're like, oh, fuck, fuck. All right, we'll have to get someone else to do it. Glenn, i got to ask, then, is, is this tedious work? It's fucked, yeah. No, is it really boring? Yeah. Uh, uh, dabbed. <laughs> I invented uh, dabbing, by the way. Come back. Uh, when I come back from England, I talked to the dude who was doing it, and I was like, hey, man, like, uh, how'd, that, how'd that job go? Because I was supposed to be doing that, uh, and you ended up getting worked into it. He was just like, oh, the guy got the wrong lube stuff. And it was, he got the, the flammable. Strawberry, oh, no. So as he, was welding, as he was welding it, like, it fucking caught fire, and they had to pull him out as it was, like, all flaming and shit. And I'm like, oh, that could have been me. <laughs> or Luke Cage. Um, yeah, yeah, like, all right, so that job, better or worse than comedy? Did that job make you feel better or worse? Because that's obviously just like a day in that job. I made I, I made a lot of money from that job, but it's there was no. I would even if there was a good day, you would never go home being like I had a good day. It was always like I fucking hate this job. Whereas with comedy, you can have a bad night of comedy. I wouldn't say comedy is my job because fucking no. But you have a bad night of comedy and you're like I'm doing comedy and it was fucking shit, but I'm doing comedy. So I would say comedy first. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, but on the, on the to you know give that job a little bit of a the theater machinist one uh, to give a little bit of a credit. Glenn could have died in that one, so it's not all bad. 
meanwhile, in comedy, you just you figuratively die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. We've, yeah, we've all seen him do new material. Wait, what was that about the new show? What's that? What was that about my new material? Oh, nothing, buddy. It's go- it's going all right. Yeah, sure. Listen, everyone here, everyone on the podcast tonight, we're all world beaters. I think we're all doing great. We're all doing great, guys. We're gonna make it. We're gonna make it. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna make it after all. Anyway, we've got nothing else, right? Yeah, <laughs> we, we yeah, have. It's basically is, not we're gonna make it. It's we have to make this it. This is the thing. Yeah, like if anything, like I'm mad. I'm getting a masters now because like that's more of a fallback than not having a masters. Where like I don't want any kind of fallback because. Fuck, man. Comedy's brutal. It's well, it's I, so I, hard to be I in. spent like four, four and a half years getting a trade certificate. And I will never go back. I don't care how much fucking... Yeah, but would you keep working at Ikea? Yeah, I, love, <laughs> I fucking love Ikea. Ikea's actually fucking great. Um, oh, man. Ikea's hate, a great job. I would love to work there, but I work... I live in... Met- Sorry, I was burping. I wasn't crying. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't crying! Uh, anyway, I live in Mandarin and fucking... The, the idea that I have to work at like 5 a.m. or something. 4 a.m. 4 a.m. Well, oh, so like the 5 a.m. is like quitting time. 4 you know, 30. Fred Flintstone pulls on the. And then everyone slides down dinosaur tails. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, how good would that be? Dinosaurs. Yeah. Mm. They'll kill us in a second. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think we'd wipe them out by now. Yeah, true. I mean, if dinosaurs. In, uh, that's the thing about movies nowadays. If anything invaded. Like, if, if anything invade, invaded anywhere, really. Mm hmm. That'd be fucked. You know, we have... We're really good at wiping shit out. Like, yeah. for real. We're, if we're good at nothing else as a species, we are great at wiping shit out. Do you know there's fucking... Like, the bees are, like, done. Yeah. There's no more bees. You know, in America, they're already fucking wiping out their own people accidentally, apparently. Political. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, by the way, that Donald Trump guy, I'm not a fan of him. <laughs> Hillary? Incidentally... I'm with her. I'm actually genuinely very excited that he's, like, torpedoes his campaign the way he has. Because Hillary's going to be a fucking great president. I know nobody gives a shit about her. Like, everyone thinks she's terrible. I think she's a terrible candidate. But she's actually going to be a great president. Uh, Whatever. This is actually, like, for some reason, a controversial position. But she's fucking highly qualified, man. She's highly qualified. And finally, there'll be a woman in power. Also, uh, she's not funny. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, You wouldn't book Hillary for the room? Uh, Whereas President Trump is pretty funny. President Trump, you, I would book as book, a headliner. Yeah, you would book Trump. For right. sure. Not yeah. as an MC, because he never shuts the fuck up. Yeah, He'd true. be like uh, Fleet Star. More the experiment. <laughs> I guess. This next doc, no, this next doc, he's a, he's a loser. Uh, not as good as me. I'm uh, tremendous. Uh, I'm tremendous. Yeah, he's probably going to do some fucking bit about, oh, I was joking off. I would never do that. Never. Every never. every time an act bomb, like like six times in the night or seven times in the night tonight... Um, he would he would make a thing about like, how he's going to build a wall between him and that set. Mm. Yeah, he would just do it again and again and again, and eventually uh, his supporters would uh, leave. Yeah, you just got to grab that audience by the pussy, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I believe he would be like, you know, why do why do women walk like this? I'm, I don't know why I'm doing like a, a thick, thick New York accent. No, well, I play D and D with you. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. aware you have two exact what? voices what? you can <laughs> like, do. Fuck. 
Hogan or Randy Savage. Pretty much, yeah. We Always met two. we met probably thirty different characters in the course of this campaign so far, and every single one of them has been one of two iterations. Let me tell you this: the the what, what this fucking the minds of Fandlin. It's a it's a good rule book. I mean, it's telling me a bunch of stuff that I should read ahead, but what it doesn't tell me is any anything good about it because fucking everything's like, well. This character, he's a 50-year-old man, but he's strong and, and tough. And that's like 70 characters in the fucking thing. And what I'm going to do, like, it's either Old Prospector or, like, or my voice I use for my other D&D character. Which is? Go Ma- ahead. Macamorey the Bard. Uh, hey, what's up? Hey, uh, you know, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> that sounds uh, like the Old Prospector. No, Old Prospector's, oh, how you going there? Oh, okay, oh, that is different. Oh, look yeah, at okay. me, you tip my hat. Oh, look at Fancy Gold. And it's this voice. Uh, anyway. Like anyway, John will be like, he'd be like, uh, why do women, uh, why do women, why do, why, do, why do women work like this and, uh, and men work like this? And then later on, an actor be like, it's kind of fucked up. He said how how, men, how men work like this and women like this. And then I'm gonna go off stage. And he'll be all about, never my life. I always say women work like this and men work like this. Never, not my life. You can't prove it. And then someone will hold a picture of him uh, exactly saying that exact thing. Uh, and uh, and it wouldn't matter. It would never see it. And that's kind of how it goes on Twitter during the debates, uh, guys. This is very political. Uh, just so you know, this comes out in seven years. Uh, Trump was the president uh, fifteen years ago. Uh, and that's he, when, yeah, that's when all the bees like, like for sure left, and then and we had to move to Mars. Yeah, yeah, that's when the bees uh, all clung, clung to him and took him into the air and took him to Mars personally, where he became the world's first airspace Podcast. Uh, thank you again for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it was a pleasure. It was my pleasure. Um, that's I, I don't really have time because I have to get on a fucking plane and shit. Uh, so I am not going to do much on the outro at all. Um, I was just thinking, uh, just because we, I think we talked about suicide at some point. I'm like looking at my notes of the show, and now I don't see that anymore. Maybe I was just thinking about suicide uh i i don't even know now why this is related uh but anyway this final track is fucking sick uh there was an episode of rick and morty that used it which was the just the most emotionally wrenching episode of that show if you haven't seen rick and morty rick and morty is a baller baller show so you should totally watch it it's on netflix now um but uh it's it's like one of my favorite songs um it it like takes place in um in uh the unity episode and like it's like the end of the episode uh, uh rick this the scientist is uh he's he's like all depressed cuz like he you know he lost his great love and then uh you know he tries to commit suicide and fails like to this song uh and it's beautiful it's a beautiful beautiful song uh like um so i'm just going to play it in its entirety after i stop talking but um just a little tidbit about it, like when I watched the episode with my girlfriend at the t- not at the time, my current girlfriend, uh, but I watched the show uh, with her, 
And uh, we watched that episode and, and heard the Suicide song and we were like, oh my God, that's such an amazing song. You know, really like, like, like wrenched us. And my girlfriend sort of turned to me and uh, she was like, you know, like if I ever do commit suicide, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to turn all the lights out in the house uh, and I'm going to play that song. And then, you know, I'll just like slip my wrist. And I went, oh, oh, what a fun uh, thing for you to say. And she, I was just, you no, know, I was just like, okay, cool. Uh, maybe that's not the right reaction, but I was like, okay, yeah, that does sound like a good way to go if you were going to do it. And then, uh, two days later I came home and she was home. She was in the bedroom, all the lights were out in the house and that song was just playing. Uh, and when I slow, like when I, when I came in the house and heard the song playing and saw the lights were out, I started to just freak the fuck out. I was like, oh my God, I need to just... I need to make sure I have an alibi at this point, like, because this is going to be a dead person on my hands. And I walked into the bedroom, and I opened the door, and I was like, babe, baby, all right? And she didn't stir. There was just like a, you know, like a human lump, potentially meat, just in the bed. And I was like, oh, no, she fucking did it. This is bullshit. Like, I know she'd been depressed, but oh, no. And uh, I sorry, then I called out louder, and still she didn't move. Uh, and then like, I went up to her and I like shook her and I was like, Oh no. Like I pulled, like I pulled the covers back and shook her and then she sat up and she just had earplugs in. Uh, first of all, why are you going to fucking listen to a song and then put earplugs in? Uh, second of all, that is terrifying. So fuck you. But you know, I love you. You're, you're great. You're the best girlfriend ever. And, uh, you know, without you, I would be homeless because comedy does not pay any fucking money. Anyway, guys, the song is fucking amazing. You'll you'll see what I mean. Uh, thank you once again for tuning in. This has been episode 12. You can be a racist slur. Have a good week. Lay it, lay it down. Let me see your hand. Show me what you got. You're always talking, but you're not playing It doesn't match your face Gotta find my way away from this place Can you take me now? I, I want it, I want it real Are you afraid of me now? Are you afraid of me now? I'm built to metal, I can't be broken, but not when I'm